0: Hello, and welcome to Culture Cast with Dr. Daniel Del Monte. I haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks. I've been very uh, busy. I also uh, cut my finger, uh, so I've been trying to nurse myself back to health. But uh, I'm on spring break right now. I have a, a week off here, and I have some energy to do a podcast. Also, I've been a little bit short on uh, topics to talk about. Um, in my reading, I haven't really come across something that's really jumping out as podcast-worthy, if you will, until today. Until today, when I th- saw this article about this French thinker uh, actually working at one of the most prestigious universities in uh, the history of the West, uh, the Sorbonne in France. So this guy's name is Remy uh, Brég or Prague B-R-A-G-U-E, Remy Prague. Maybe it rhymes with Prague, with Prague, but I'm not sure. But uh B-R-A-G-U-E. He works at the Sorbonne as a professor of medieval philosophy. And I was reading this short article about him. It was an interview with him where he talks about um, what's become kind of a cliche but his insights on it really resonated with me and made me think more deeply about this problem. And it dovetails with some experiences that I've had in my own life. And I can see a trajectory that is somewhat worrisome. So Bragg is worried that we could lose our entire culture in one generation, that the young people do not receive a transmission of our culture, and they lose it, and it's replaced with a new culture. Now what's happening is that we've had a culture passed down to us over the centuries, and this culture has given us art, music, literature, philosophy, and our scientific achievements. So, we have learned through the work of our ancestors how to build bridges. We have inherited great works of art like the works of Bach, and philosophy, like the works of Plato. Going back to the ancient world, we have a religious tradition uh, that has shaped our civilization and our sense of ethics, and this civilization has, has nurtured people and allowed them to flourish, Now, Bragg is fearful that we could simply uh, lose it. And the people that we uh, bring into the world and and we miseducate are actually kind of like uh, barbarians. They have lost this uh, formation from this long tradition of Western culture. So, What's happening is this movement called uh, cancel culture. That's why I said it was kind of a cliche, because you hear this a lot. People kind of go on TV, and they'll say how much they dislike cancel culture, and uh, but they don't really understand it in any depth, and they don't explain its philosophical roots. So... Cancel culture, uh, number one, seeks to revise the past. It seeks to tell a new narrative about the past in a way that demands that you separate from it. Okay, so it's progressivism. You, as someone living in the contemporary world, know better than people in the past. The people in the past were not as good as you are. They were bad people. Uh, The past is not full of heroes that we should look up to and venerate. Instead, the past is full of people with moral failings that we should condemn and move on from into the brave new world coming before us. So, revision of the past? Well, this occurs when people retell our history. So, histories that seek to exalt uh, so-called marginalized people. Uh, You can no longer tell a history of the West as triumphant, as bringing a rich civilization. Uh, In fact, it must be retold as a form of oppression. As a form of imperialism that crushed uh, people who were outsiders, Uh, women, um, people of color, were excluded by this um, march of Western culture. And so we must reinterpret and um, bring light to the uh, failures of the past in an effort to, again, Separate from it. So this is part of cancel culture where, for instance, we're tearing down statues. We're taking down that old statue because that statue of a man is someone who doesn't know what we know. And his moral, his moral failings are unacceptable. And we must uh, eschew this person. And, um, you know, in fact, I saw this uh, quote from a temple history professor. Uh, It's a a billboard, right, um, in the subway station by Temple University, where I live. It says something like, young people today are telling a new history that is not mired in negativity. Okay, And I think that this meant that it's a history that uh, sort of inverts our sense of right and wrong. Uh, where, particularly American history, you have this traditional story of of, brilliant and forward-thinking men establishing a civilization based upon uh, principles they derived from what was best in the ancient world of the democratic Athenian people and the Roman Republic, as well as the Judeo-Christian religion, the Judeo-Christian tradition. Uh, well, this story has been recast. Think of like Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States, which is basically required reading for everyone. And also the 1619 Project, which everyone knows about. People have sh- shirts with this year where they say that America was actually founded in the year 1619 when the first slave was brought to our shores. So slavery was uh, integral to the identity of our nation. And so this is part of the revision of the past. And then there's uh, the politically correct. There's a very strict – and this, this is also part of cancel culture. Okay? There's a very strict set of norms about certain topics – that you cannot openly take a position um, against these dogmas. It's almost like a religion, where if you dare to question it, you are some kind of sinner, and you really should have to come before the, the Inquisition uh, to, uh, to be either converted or be uh, cast out of, of society, to lose your job, to lose your platform, On social media, to lose your podcast, there are certain um, issues where you cannot take um, a heterodox stand. And I'll list them right here. Um, Let's just be honest here. Um, Ideology of gender. The idea that um, people can change their gender identity, that they can change the pronouns they, they prefer. If you dare to come out publicly and say, I don't agree with this, you're going to face cancellation. It's not politically correct. You must celebrate these people. You must uh, affirm them. You must, um, you know, support them in their transition and the idea that men can give birth. Okay, that the idea that you know, um, a a woman who changes to be a man uh, can still give birth because she still she still has female uh, reproductive capacity. She still has a uterus. She still has eggs. Uh, even though she has trans- transitioned into a man calling herself a he. Um, so you can't say the wrong thing about that. You must use the right pronouns. You must use uh, uh, they to refer to uh, a single individual. And you must uh, also, in your emails, in your professional communications, put your own pronouns underneath your name, even though you uh, have, no- have nothing to do with that um ideology. So ideology of gender. Uh, number two, feminism. Uh, you cannot say that uh, women are different, that women, um, you know, probably maybe shouldn't uh, be the same as men in their professional uh, life, that maybe women are better suited to be homemakers and, and have different uh, aptitudes and, and personalities than men. No, you have to be, uh, you know, very committed to uh, bringing women into every uh, line of work. And you see this in our current um, administration with Biden. He's always saying, I'm putting a woman into this position. I'm putting a woman into this position um, to show that he is part of this um, ideology of of feminism, where he's not afraid to put a woman into his uh, vice presidency, He's not, he's not. afraid to put a woman into his um, Supreme Court. He's he's showing that he is a, is a feminist, and he believes that there is complete equality. Okay, that the idea that you know yes, women and men are are equal, but that does not mean that we're not um, different. Uh, the idea that you know maybe we have equal rights that we should not um, you know be treated differently, uh, but. There are, we are complementary. That, that men complement women, men complement women. Okay, you can't say these things in public. Um, radical ecologism. You cannot deny that climate change is a serious threat. You can't say that publicly. You'll get canceled if you do. Uh, transhumanism. I don't know if this is actually um, yet a matter for cancellation, but it's maybe getting there, maybe because I live in the United States, I don't see it yet. Maybe in Europe, it's more entrenched where you cannot challenge the idea that um, we're going to integrate with machines, that we are entering a post-human future where um, AI will overtake humanity and we will have chips in our brain and um, we will be um, you know, taking pills that make us constantly happy and eliminate any kind of negative emotion. Uh, And also the final one is anti-speciesism. The idea that um, we should not say that humans are better than um, animals. Peter Singer, for instance, says that uh, an animal that is mature and conscious and sentient may have more worth than a profoundly disabled human being, because a profoundly disabled human being may not be sentient, uh, may not have a sense of its own future. So the idea that humans are made in the image of God, and that we have this intrinsic superiority, regardless of our capacities, regardless of our um, maturity, uh, that is something you cannot uh, say anymore. It's part of the cancel culture. So what's happening is that um, this cancel culture is a set of dogmas that really attack any kind of tradition that we are inheriting. Uh, So the classics, the world of of the Greeks with Socrates and Plato and so many more, um, people like Empedocles, who believe that you could explain the... Change, changes of the world through the forces of love and strife. Love is bringing things together. Strife is tearing things down. Um, people like Parmenides, who thought that change is a mere illusion. That nothing cannot possibly exist. There is no empty space. Okay, These um, wonderful thinkers of the past, well, now they're white supremacists. Uh, they're sexist. Um, Aristotle is a uh, sexist. He's a, he's, a, he's a misogynist. Uh, you cannot uh, really re- venerate these people. They're they're not progressive like we are. Um, so this cancel culture is the culmination of a of a long wave. It's like this movement that has been dedicated to tearing down Western culture. Um, destruction is easier than creation. Uh, so to tear all this down and to rip it out of people's hearts is much easier than to create it and to implant it there. Think of like uh, St. Patrick who brought Christianity to the Irish people who prior to this were um, Druids. <clears throat> And they practiced um, human sacrifice, and it was a very superstitious and um, oppressive ritual where St. Patrick brought from Rome the Catholic faith and changed all of Ireland. Now, that's being destroyed, where the zeitgeist is a German word meaning um, spirit of the age. The spirit of the age is that somehow we're better. And we can't really listen to the past. We can't be continuous with the past because the past is just not as good as we are. This, this is the spirit of, of Vatican II, where it was meant to be this um, renewal, a, a springtime or an opening to contemporary man that the church has to, to be updated, to, to uh, appeal to this idea of the the contemporary man who was at the vanguard and who has all these wonderful progressive ideas. And so we have to transmit culture through our schools consciously. We have to make a conscious effort in our schools to transmit culture. We're not doing a very good job of that. Uh, we have these, these subversive ideas. That's the zeitgeist. Okay, When you take away the pledge of allegiance when you replace it with a pledge to the rainbow flag okay that is subversive it's it's undermining a tradition where you know in the judeo christian tradition you couldn't wave the gay flag okay that's an example of this um, subversion of the old culture, um, which you know, you have the pledge of allegiance, you have this devotion to an ideal, um, you have um, this rhetoric against police, and if again, if you question this, you dare to question it, you will be canceled. Okay, but the the rhetoric against police is meant is again. Playing on this idea of of oppression, um, it's attacking the um, the representatives of law. Uh, the cops are <clears throat> representatives of tradition. They represent the what is normal, what is what is good. And if you attack them, if you if you denigrate them, as you see in these movements, that. Um, call for defunding the police. It's not just one cop or uh, you know, a handful of bad cops which are cre- cre- clearly exist, but just the police themselves. It's like this attack on, on law itself. That's what Marxism does. Marxism sees um, law and order as tools of the bourgeoisie imposed upon the proletariat and they must be overthrown. Okay, so this is actually Marxism. Catal culture is a form of Marxism. Uh, We see it with the CCP. Uh, The CCP will not allow people under 18 to receive religious instruction. Okay? They cannot go to a church and be um, taught uh, the faith at an impressionable age. Okay? The formative years must be spent with the CCP being indoctrinated in their schools. Okay, so um, consciously in our schools, we're not really transmitting our traditions. We're denigrating them. We're saying the people of the past who gave us what we have were, were bad. Okay, and, and then we can pass on our um, culture unconsciously by the way we behave, and that um, still has, trem- has tremendous power, and within the, within within the family, within our our communities, we talk, and we have ways of of holding things together, but it's getting very difficult, right? Now, I recently saw a uh, a conference being put on by the the American Bach Society. So Johann Sebastian Bach a genius composer. And I was looking into this conference and it said that they were going to study Bach and the patriarchy. Uh, the idea that, you know, Bach is part of a male-dominated sexist world. And, and again, you have to acknowledge this is subversion. This is progressivism. This is Marxism. This is saying that the, the culture, that what, it, what is normal, what is right. What is good, what is brilliant, the music of Bach, that is somehow bad. That must be tarnished. That must be rejected. Because now we're new. Now we're contemporary. Now we see that this guy was actually um, uh, uh, you know, upheld and venerated because he's a man. And women didn't have a chance. Women couldn't do what he did. Right? And, and women should be doing what he did. Women should have those roles. And we need to make sure that that women become composers and and, and and conductors. And you must have a certain ratio of women in your um in your uh company, in your uh orchestra. Okay? So now what Bragg says is that these movements, um, you know, against the patriarchy, they have a certain sense of value and they actually use the values of the old tradition, but in a uh, perverted way. So the values of justice, that's a biblical value. Uh, the prophets spoke about justice. Okay, Christ spoke about Uh, bringing justice, okay? Uh, Justice is a sense of fairness, uh, a proper distribution of resources, okay? Now, what the new currents of thought do, though, is they take these old values and they twist them. So equality would be a value where you know, traditionally, we would, we would give people equal rights. We would not say that a certain group uh, just does not have the same rights as another group on the basis of some irrelevant um, criterion, like skin color. Okay? It would be wrong to, to, to de- deprive someone of access to a resource because of their skin color. That would be an irrelevant criterion. And would be against equality, a, a rightful equality. But uh, the new equality seeks to erase any difference between the sexes. So, any idea that the sexes are different that that women can't do anything that men do in the same way, okay? Um, even you know, the idea of abortion is kind of like a way to make a woman into a man. By taking away her childbirth capacity, that that you can become to, to 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 be fulfilled, you cannot be burdened with your capacity to have children. Uh, to become like a man who can have sex and not get pregnant, uh, so it's like they're erasing any kind of difference between the sexes, between between ages. Um, you know, you know. It's wrong to say that someone who's 70 cannot be as good as anybody else. Ageism is, is wrong. Uh, languages are, are, are all equal. You can't say that one language is better than the other. Um, you know, if people want to speak their own language, even in a country that does not um, embrace that language, they should be allowed to speak that. Um, there should not be an uh, official language of America. Um, Now, um, all historical epochs are equal. There is not one better than the other. Now, I disagree disagree with this because the progressive thinks that now is the best epoch. Now our ideas are really right. Okay? And, well, but the point is that there's this perverted sense of equality where there can be no differences. um, And that, you know... You have to um, continually redistribute resources to enforce equality, even though it may not be natural. There's a certain level of inequality that is, that is natural, okay? It's natural to be unequal because, you know, Bach had a level of genius that made him unequal to other people, for example, all right? So it's natural to be unequal. Certain people are more fit to be leaders, now, um, corruptio optimi pessima. This is a Latin phrase that Brag uses. The corruption of the best is the worst. When what is the best goes wrong, when it becomes corrupt, that is the worst. And so the old virtues of justice and equality, when misapplied in the progressive mindset, in the Marxist mindset, They become the worst. And so what is our fight against? Well, we're fighting against um, also also the state and the market. These are dehumanizing um, entities. And the state just sees us us as a taxpayer. Okay? And they uh, see you as a, a burden, if you get to be too old, you can't be a taxpayer. And so they want you gone. Uh, They don't want to have a a useless eater, someone who's consuming resources and not paying into the system, okay? Uh, And then the market uh, also sees us merely as uh, a consumer and a producer. So what are you using and what are you making? How much money do you have? the market and the state see us as individuals, okay? An individual is the uh, most basic unit. After a process of division, we find the individual by dividing more and more to get to this basic unit. But an individual is not the same thing as a person. A person is in relationship. A person is part of, of something larger than itself. A person relates to family, to friends. An individual is, a, is an atom, it is isolated. It is seen as a number. It is seen as um, uh, what it has produced and what it has consumed. Okay, So the family is the antidote. The family is what is going to nurture the person to form relationships, not be a mere individual. And the family is the bulwark against this um, state and the market that are creating a vacuum Okay, that are, are 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 it's like an acid against our tradition that's upholding us and sustaining us and inspires us. Okay, so what we need is conservation. We must conserve the past to give us give ourselves the widest possible um, conversation. We need to conserve to converse. So we should conserve we should conserve Bach. He wasn't perfect. We must conserve the founding fathers. They were not perfect either, but they can contribute to our conversation. They can enrich us. We should not tear down statues um, because these people, though they are imperfect, can enrich us. They enrich our conversation. Uh, and we need a spirit of continuity that the Middle Ages showed. The Middle Ages, again, Bragg is a professor of medieval philosophy. They had a continuity with um, antiquity. They did not seek a rupture with antiquity. They sought to preserve what was best. Okay? That does not mean that you, can, you cannot have criti- criticism of the past. But it means that you cannot just derogate the past to the point where you lose your own identity. So you, we have to recognize that is happening. There are smart people Smart and cunning people with a lot of power, the elite in our society are actually in league in in pushing this Bach and the patriarchy, dead white men, Shakespeare is a racist, Hamlet is racist. These things are 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 taking what is good and 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 what is inspiring about our tradition and turning it into something that you should disregard. And what's going to happen is we're going to forget it. And you're going to see something totally new be born. Okay? Um, The idea that humans are not better than animals. Think of the implications of that thought. That we're nothing more than just animals. We're on the same level. Um, That everyone who came before us, um, Shakespeare and, and and um, Plato, they were just sexist. They did not understand feminism. And we have to renounce them. We, we have to renounce people like um, George Washington, um, people like Lincoln. You know, tear down the statues they had, uh, tear down their statues, change the name of the school reflect this contemporary mindset that is supposed to be better, but actually is a toxin that separates us from what was good and what was successful. Okay, so um, thank you for listening, and I hope that you send me your thoughts at um, dandy 325 at msn.com.